being home for the vacations was wonderful for me, though, because both my mother and father were readers. My father, particularly, uh, was he was a, a rough, tough, gruff old Irish man who was extremely macho, even though we didn't know that word. He had all these, he wore those, um, we called them plus fours, but I think you call them uh, knickers here, you know, the pants that go halfway down your legs, and the checks socks and the, and the brown brogues and the duncher cap and he he would stand out in the street and talk to his cronies and uh, they would talk about cattle and sheep and the price of grain but when he was at home he read poetry and uh, he would have died if any of them knew that but he read especially the Irish poets he, he loved Yeats, he loved all the Irish poetry and he inoculated me with poetry from as far back as I can remember. You know, it rains a lot in Ireland and uh, lots of times to sit in the house by the big turf fire and read. And he would take me on his lap and read to me and he would uh, he would stop now and then when it would be maybe a little bit difficult and he would say, now, my darling, do you understand that? What's the poet trying to say? And we would talk about it. Unfortunately, in our little town, we didn't have a great deal of access to books. We didn't have a library. So my mother decided at one point that that wasn't fair either to her or to all the other inhabitants of Maharaa. So she decided she was going to start a lending library. And to do this, she contacted uh, Belfast, our big city, and she found a I don't know how she did it, but she found uh, a lending library that she could bring to Maharaa. And for tuppence a book, people could take out books that they wanted to read. So there was great excitement. My father built her shelves along our hallway, and all these books were arranged. And it was heavenly for me on vacations, because I could go along just and pick out forbidden books, actually. I usually did take them secretly up to bed with me. But my mother's library venture did not last very long because she wasn't a practical businesswoman and she was so happy to have everybody reading these great books that she would just pass them out to them without uh, writing down who took them or you know, where they were. So her, they diminished and diminished and diminished. The shelves got emptier and emptier. And she would meet someone on the street and say, um, maybe red-haired Annie, she would say, Annie, didn't I lend you one of my books? Oh, no, 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 I don't have one of your books. Oh, if I had your book as God's my witness, I would have brought it back to you. Well, then then we would go for a walk, and we would walk past Annie's house, and her half door would be open, and we'd look in, and there would be two or three of my mother's books propping up legs of beds and legs of couches and everything else. So that was a little bit of a failure, but it's a great memory that I have. So uh, Ed, my husband, had a brother in California, and he had been in Australia, lived in, he's an engineer, civil engineer. He'd lived in Australia, he'd lived in Canada, he'd lived in New Zealand, he'd lived in South America. And he wrote to us and said, you know, California, to me, is the best place I've ever lived. He lived up in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And he said, why don't you just pack up and come? Well, that's a very hard thing to do especially when you're not coming to a job, uh, you don't have any money, uh, you have three small children. I know lots of people do it, and I think that's why I can write 
with feeling about so many immigrants uh, to this country because I, I was one and I know what that means wherever you come from. I've written a lot of books now. Once I got started, I couldn't stop, uh, even though the, the kids write to me and say, you're pretty old now, when are you going to stop? I don't think I'll ever stop. Uh, mostly I write picture books because that's my favorite uh, my genre to write. I love to write picture books. I, I love to write picture books for the older child uh, that can also be read and used by adults and teachers in classrooms. And uh, that has happened for me. I've had university professors write to me and say, I use your book in my classroom. Uh, some of my very s more serious picture books, like The Wall, which is about uh, a father and son going to the Vietnam Wall to find the grandfather's name. And, and, and it's, it's from the heart, and I can't read it aloud myself without crying, so I don't ever try on a podium to read that one or one about the homeless that I wrote called Fly Away Home, about a boy and his father living in Chicago airport, existing there, uh, nowhere else to go, nowhere to live, no job. Uh, at the end of my books, I always try to have not a happy ever after ending, but a hope for the future. And in that book, the boy identifies with a bird that is trapped in the airport, and a door opens and the bird flies free and uh, the boy can identify with that bird and know that someday that will happen for him. I had an interesting experience with that book and that a boy wrote to me and uh, he had read that book 30 times. He had been abused by his father who was now in jail and uh, he wrote to me and said when they put him in jail, he said, you know what happened? Then I was free, free, free. Now, he still sends me pictures of himself. Uh, I know he's okay now because he, uh, he's he got dyed yellow spiky hair and he plays a trombone. <laughs> so I figure he's made it through. But that book has, uh, that book, children have voted it their Heal the World Award. Uh, in their classroom, you know, and that's a wonderful award to get. More meaningful than a lot of big, important awards that you might get. Um, then I do for fun books for, for, for kids too, uh, like the Mother's Day Mice and the Valentine Bears and, and uh, Happy Birthday Dear Duck and uh, just books that, for entertainment, because I think there needs to be a balance there for children. Although I have to say that I get most of my letters from my serious books because they seem to touch the children in the way that they've touched me when I began to write them. When my books, book Smoky Night, which was about the uh, riots in Los Angeles, came out, there was quite a lot of controversy about that book. It, um, it was a theme that a lot of even librarians, teachers, and, and, and parents didn't want to uh, didn't think should be talked about to kids, riots. And it's not a pleasant, it's not a pleasant subject. But on the other hand, it's a reality, it's a truth, it's what happened and, and God forbid, but could happen again. So um, but the letters I get from the kids on that show me that they know what I was trying to do uh, and what I was trying to say. 
because that was a book, it was on one level it was about the riots, but on another level it was saying, uh, reach out to somebody who's not like you, and you may find that you don't hate them, that you really can be friends. And kids get that. Uh, kids write to me and tell me they get that, and they even say, I think you wrote two stories here. You told about the riots, and you told about being friends. So um, I think that it's good to do that. I feel it's good to do it, and I, I don't want to feel any restrictions on me to do that. I always feel that way about immigrants. I look at them and I think, I know what you went through. And when I read those, I mean, in a different way, but in a, such a similar way, uh, in Going Home, where it's about the migrant workers who are in, you know where they are. Uh, as you go up in through Central California, you see them on each side of you as you go up there. And I interviewed them, went and saw their homes. They were so lovely to me, talked to them. And it was always, they want to go home. They're here for the opportunities for their children. Uh, they're here to make money to send home. Uh, they're here, and they've come here in, in difficult ways. Same as in How Many Days to America, where those were boat people who came. They come to look for a better life. And I, I, I can absolutely relate to that. And, and I hope write it with the feeling that, that I have about it, because I know how hard it is. Harder for them than for me, admittedly, but still, I understand. You know, now Mahara um, has a wonderful library because it's gotten so much bigger. It's a town now, not a village, uh, and they have a library, a brand new library that's subsidized by the government, I guess. They've got lots of money and lots of money for books, and it's, it's really a really a joy. My mother would have been so thrilled with that library. They have their whole wall that has my books uh, on the wall, on the shelves. And above it there's a banner and it says local author <laughs> even though I haven't lived there for all those years, I'm still their local author. And when I go there, you know, they bring me flowers and the children present it to me and you know, it's very nice. It's very nice. The Reading Rockets Meet the Author series is a production of WETA. Major funding for Reading Rockets comes from the United States Department of Education, Office of Special Education Programs. For more author interviews, recommended reading lists, and information about teaching kids to read, please visit us online at www.readingrockets.com dot o r g